Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back. So there are times that evangelicals will ask another person, Do you know Jesus? In fact, that's a definition, actually, of a disciple, if they know the Master. But there's another question, I think, that's just as important. And that is, does Jesus know you? Now, you may be thinking, well, what do you mean, Jesus know me, Jesus, if, you know, we say Jesus is God, if that's true, according to the New Testament, then yeah, he knows who I am. Yeah, but Paul kind of said, hey, you know, you do well, even the demons know and tremble. So even demons know who Jesus is. The question is, does Jesus know you? Now, that may seem like a trick question, but it's really not. Let's look at Matthew 25 for a second. Now, in many Bibles, um, this will have a title on it that says the final judgment or something of that nature. Now, again, these titles are interjected by the publisher all right, based on their theology and how they look at things. So... Could it be the final judgment? Yeah, it could be the final judgment, or uh, maybe another place, another time, but we do know it's in the future. So basically, this is when Jesus takes the throne. So we assume this is at the end time. And we're going to start in verse 31. And I'm going to read this in the ESV. So it says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Son of Man being, and and I'm going to interject something real quick, Son of Man being the messianic title for Jesus. Okay, now with verse 32. Before him will gather all the nations, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates sheep and goats from the goats. And he will place the sheep on the right and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Verse 37. Then the righteous will answer him, and saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you and naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick and in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them and say, Truly I say to you, 
as you did it to one of the least of my brothers, you did it to me. Now, verse 41 on, basically, uh, he addresses the goats, and and, and obviously, uh, any time in the Bible you see uh, or you hear reference to the right hand, that is always the place of honor. The right hand being the place of honor. And unfortunately, the left hand, and don't mean to hurt the feelings any lefties out there, but the left hand, the left side, tends to be the place of dishonor. Or, not always dishonor, but lesser honor. In this situation, yeah, uh, definitely less honor. So, what we're looking at is basically the... uh, the goats, the people on the left, are kind of incredulous. They're like, what? What? We don't have Lord, when did we see you hungry and thirsty and a stranger and naked and sick and in prison and did not minister you? And he's, Jesus answers, truly, I say to you, as you did, did it not to one of the least of these, you did it not to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Now, righteousness, especially in Matthew, which is a very, very Hebraic gospel, okay? It's very, well, the Bible is a Jewish document, but Matthew is kind of Jewish-Jewish document. I mean, it's kind of aimed that direction. Righteousness always in Jewish context is that you have a you have a good relationship to the covenant that God made. So if you're righteous, that means you are doing what God has asked you to do in the covenant. Now, how do we get in the covenant? Well, we get you know, Gentiles, you know, and, and well, the world gets into the covenant through Jesus, through faith in Jesus. Now, I mentioned this, all this stuff, to say these few things about, about the two groups. Now, regardless of where, this is obviously the end, the end time, and they're obviously... Everyone is being judged, so to speak. But the first thing is that both groups are clueless about kind of what God's talking about, what Jesus is talking about. Because they're like, I don't understand. You know, when did we do this? And that's the key. That's the key. The righteous group, the group that has a right relationship with God through Jesus, right relationship through to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that group, they don't understand what he's talking about because they're doing everything naturally. Because it's natural for them. To see a stranger and welcome them. 
to find someone who's hungry and feed them. Someone who's thirsty, give them something to drink and clothe people. Visit people in prison and so forth. Now, do you have to do all of these things? Uh, I don't think this is like a checklist. I think all of the, as many of these things as you, as you do, th- that you can do through your life, I definitely uh, think that. But Jesus is saying, look, you didn't do any of this stuff to the uh, groups that, that's rejected. And, uh, but they did it naturally because the Spirit prompted them and they had a relationship. Jesus knew those people. And because of that relationship, they were doing all these things. Because they had a close relationship with Jesus, they were doing these things automatically. So to them, to have it brought to their attention, they're like, oh, well, wait a minute. I don't, I'm not sure I remember when I did this. And Jesus said, well, yes, but I do remember. Now, something else to point out, and that's this. There are the theologians that believe that when Jesus says that in verse 40, 20, Matthew 25, 40, the least of my brothers. Now, this is an interesting word. It's Adelphos. Adelphos can mean a brother, and not necessarily born of the same, uh, both two parents. It could be just one of one or the other. In other words, a half-brother. But it can also mean having the same national ancestor, belonging to the same people or countrymen. So there are those who believe that Jesus is saying, if you did this to the least of my countrymen, of my ancestors, of my people, who, who's Jesus' people? Well, Evangelical tell you immediately, well, everybody is because everybody's, you know, born into the family and, and adopted. And, uh, totally, okay, I totally get that. But where is Jesus's nationality? What is his people? His people are Jewish. And I believe, personally, that there's some credence in there. Definite credence in there. I definitely believe... Israel is ground zero, where God's attention lies. I believe his people are very important to him and has never left his sight. I believe that anyone who helps Jewish people is... is, I'd be ready for a blessing. Now, you can help everyone. I mean, Gentile, you know, Jew, whatever. But if you take this in kind of a literal fashion, then Jesus is saying, listen, even if you did it to the least of my brothers, of my, of my kinsmen, you did it to me. I think there's something to be said about that.
there are many ways to reach out to the Jewish people that are positive. Um, I would encourage you to look at some ways. Uh, one way that has been suggested is the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. And I have supported them in the past. I'm not being paid by those people. I'm, I'm, they don't even know I'm saying this. But there are others as well. But I would encourage you to reach out and help the Jewish people, the Jewish nation, any way that your heart can. But our brother and, you know, helping, uh, helping the poor in your community as well and, in, in, and giving to your church, I think, is very important. And supporting, you know, various ministries. So, there's only so much to go around, though. But God will bless. God absolutely will bless. And I'm here to tell you, He is always taking care of me and my family. Never once... Never once did the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob ever falter. So, with that in mind, I want you to keep on speaking it on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. Bless all of your efforts.